1: plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hi there, Mike here, voice of Tim Stoker from the Magnus Archives and head of video for Rusty Quill, and I'm here to let you know about one of the newest additions to RQ Network, The Town Whispers. The Town Whispers is a narrative horror podcast that will tell the many stories hidden behind the rain and the trees and the fog of a town called The Fort, where eldritch terror and folk horrors meet. Join in each week, as chapter by chapter you'll be introduced to the doomed LePont family, learn what hides behind the walls of Riverside Sanatorium, and, if you're lucky, you'll discover who rests in the mausoleum built for the ones who will never die. Listen to The Town Whispers wherever you get your podcasts, or visit www.rustyquill.com for more information.
2: Final Sale of the Remaining Works of E. Cutler Written by Cormac Baldwin Read by Imogen Harris Virgin and Child Tapestry, 2011 Material, Egyptian cotton, silk and gold Bidding starts at $2,500 A classic Cutler-style piece Depicting the Virgin Mary and the Child Christ Fine gold embroidery encircles the heads of the holy figures set upon a field of azure silk. The cotton that makes up the subjects is comparatively matte, lending an air of humanity to the pair. Though the surrounding colour complements their pale skin and blonde hair, they seem out of place against the luster, a mix of human and divine, both and neither at once. The thinness of the fabric makes it seem almost as if the two were breathing. This piece may have been Cutler's favourite. He taught it widely at art galleries, but refused to sell it, for fear the buyer would not truly appreciate his mastery. The high price reflects the desire for a keen and knowledgeable buyer. While Cutler and his contributions to the world of high-end weaving will be missed, we at his estate are dedicated to ensuring that each piece not sold in life finds its proper place now that he has gone to rest raven's tail opened box of daylight, hanging two thousand and sixteen material merino wool, keviet, bidding starts five hundred dollars, unlike traditional clinkit box of daylight designs. Cutler's inspired work reimagines the simple geometry of concentric rectangles to show the lids of the boxes propped open. Kvyat provides a unique bordering around white merino. A thin line of Kvyat, hand-dyed a deep, sunset red, waits in the centre of the smallest box. Though its black wool containers are open, it hesitates, stuck in a moment of darkness before it joins the surrounding tapestry. The choice of technique is unusual for Cutler, although it can be understood in the context of the cultural exploration, as it were, of his later years. The Hanging did earn Cutler criticism, given his lack of connection with the culture, as well as how much he stood to profit from his work. He replied with signature wit, arguing that his critics were hypocrites who couldn't buy so much as a potholder off me. The intent of the piece was certainly to honour both the art form and the culture. However, this criticism and backlash from his response may have contributed to Cutler's difficulty in selling the piece. After a few gallery showings, he retired the piece soon before himself retiring from the public eye to work on what he termed self-based projects. Geometric Rug, 2019. Material? Carpet wool bidding starts at $800. A prime example of Cutler's later works. Harsh lines frame four diamonds of red, black and grey, patterned like a bloodshot eye. Black lines break into ever-smaller repetitions to connect the framing lines and ever-watching eyes. Though the fineness of the thread would allow for the sloping shapes Cutler tended to prefer, the design remains resolutely geometric. Its symmetry and repetition become dizzying, like a fractal viewed too long. While Cutler experimented with a number of cultures in his career, it is difficult to place this piece geographically. To the untrained eye, it may resemble the weavings of the American Southwest, but its symmetry is radial, not bilateral. Perhaps its resemblance to certain Central Asian styles is intentional, Or perhaps it is entirely of Cutler's own making. The motivation of this piece is likewise unclear. Cutler himself never showed it, as it came some two years after he was last seen outside his Vermont home. Instead, a member of the family was the one to bring it to an artist's market, along with several smaller pieces of Cutler's. The other items sold quickly, but the rug was ignored even as the seller began offering it for free. The family member explained that she just wanted to get it away from him, but refused to elaborate as to why. Whether she returned this piece to him despite her comments, or if he reproduced it later on, is uncertain. Regardless of its meaning or purpose, the rug remains entrancing. Its countless branches draw the viewer to those eyes again and again. Feverish desire for an end builds as the viewer traces the same paths, but relief never arrives. It is a sense that you, like Cutler, are on the verge of a breakthrough. The Missing Piece Art Tapestry Date Unknown Material Silk Material Unknown Bidding starts at $1,300. A brilliant art piece, showing an almost humanoid form torn roughly from what appears to be a mandala design, as divorced from culture and origin as the rug previously auctioned. Ribbons of silk drape in the empty space left by the figure, occasionally moving in an unfelt draught like the limbs of a spider that does not quite know it has died. The symmetry of the mandala is destroyed by the missing space the form of which implies the figure has stepped out, one arm outstretched. A kaleidoscope of thread slouches and unravels without the support of the weave. Dripping from the frayed edges is a viscous black substance that at first glance appears to be paint. However, it remains moist, not tacky. Its purpose may be found in the symbolism of the piece, or what can be determined without Cutler's insight. The choice of imagery is striking here. Though the mandala is not strictly Buddhist, at the beginning the design does seem reminiscent of tantric mandalas. As the piece continues and the figure splits from the weave, the pattern grows more angular and fractures into lines so small some are mere thread thick. Still it can be understood to be a mandala of some type. An odd choice, as while Cutler was no stranger to religious imagery, he himself was not religious. Of course, nor was Cutler a stranger to dabbling in things he did not understand. Without a clear culture or style to attribute it to, we are forced to make overarching assumptions as to the meaning of the piece. If the mandala is to represent wholeness, the symbolism of removing a piece is clear. If, however, it is to represent the self, as many cultures attribute to it, then what of the thing torn from it? Is it a fragment of himself, a part so hated that he himself sought to destroy it as it broke free? Or is it its own self, something Cutler maligned despite his role in its creation? Many questions arise from this piece, but let us keep to answers. Our focus is the substance that anoints the ragged edges. It is opaque in places, and merely pigments areas over which it is smeared. Its consistency is like that of blood, although unlike blood it does not dry. Perhaps the fluid is representative of such, the exit unwilling, The outstretched hand not offered, but torn. And the remaining tapestry, a gaping wound that refuses to heal. Yet, there is no evidence of the figure. A successful escape, but not one without cost. Portrait of a man, date unknown. Material, Egyptian cotton, silk, ...substance unknown. Bidding starts at $1,200. A return to Cutler Classic. While not as vibrant as the Virgin and Child piece... ...exquisite detailing can be made out on closer inspection. The figure stands left of centre... ...partially obscured by a door that is richly embroidered... ...in imitation of swirling carvings. Like the Virgin and Child, the figure is framed in light but here it is muted, as if coming from some distance. Perhaps due to this backlighting, the subject is cast entirely in black silk apart from its eyes, which gleam from the Stygian surroundings with pearl-like iridescence. No pupil has been added, either in the weave or embroidered afterwards. In fact, the figure is entirely without detail. It seems out of place against the matte cotton background, a virgin and child in reverse. The simplicity of the figure renders it impossible to identify. The door can be recognised as the antique oak door to Cutler's weaving room, but there's no evidence of anyone visiting Cutler in the months leading up to his death. Both the front and back doors remained locked up to the time of Cutler's death, which was only detected by neighbours after the stench of rotting meat began emanating from the house. If the figure is to represent anyone at all, it must either be from memory, or someone who had been in the house with him at the time. Given the ruling of his death as a suicide, it is possible that Cutler's mental state had deteriorated to such a point that the thing is an expression of a hallucination. This theory is not without evidence within the piece. As it continues, the initially certain weave becomes more and more disordered, until at the bottom dropped strands hang like prisoners at the gallows. The light of the doorway combines with its frame. The shaded and embroidered door dissolves into a mass of unintelligible colours, embroidery floss shoved roughly through in parts as if to parody the details above. The only thing that remains consistent throughout the piece is the figure. Unlike most of Cutler's tapestries, the figure's form is indefinite. Strands of black continue well past its apparent boundaries, sometimes woven in with silk and sometimes applied afterwards in what appears to be the same substance as on the missing piece. Its purpose in the tapestry is again unclear although it is spread in the shape of a spindling hand near the figure's face as if to suggest a loving touch. Fabric shears. Date. Unknown. Material. Stainless steel. Blood. Substance unknown. Bidding starts at $75. A pair of stainless steel fabric shears, used to make clean cuts through even the most reluctant matter. Uncharacteristic of Cutler, these are unadorned, their utility rendering them invisible. Viscous black circles the handle and oozes between the hinge, too large for a hand yet distinguished into trailing fingers in a mockery of human anatomy. A crust of dried blood coats the blades and renders them unusable the source can be deduced, given the state of Cutler's body. Thirteen wounds may seem excessive to us, but for someone like Cutler, it can only be the destructive answer to his creative fervour in life. Let the bidding begin. This episode is distributed by Rusty Quill and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 international license. For more information, visit RustyQuill.com. Tweet us at therusty quill, visit us on Facebook or email us at mail@rustyquill.com. Thanks for listening.
0: luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
2: This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it.
0: Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
2: Hi, everyone. It's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola, and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone, a podcast launched on the RQ network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game.